I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. You know, I love what God's doing in the nations. I love what he's doing in all the industries of the nations. And today on the show, you're not going to want to miss this because we have Daniel and Viola Mananta from Indonesia. And Daniel is like the Ryan Seacrest who hosts American Idol Indonesia, which is wild. He has a huge following of people in the entertainment industry. And him and his wife have had a radical encounter with Jesus and his love. Back in around 2012, he ended up almost having a career-ending nodule on his voice and they just cried out to God and they start to walk with God in a really profound way coming from a kind of a Catholic background get introduced to just hearing God's voice and it's just a profound story that led to many other stories that you're going to hear today so I'm going to encourage you if you're wondering what God's doing in other nations especially entertainment industries of other nations you want to hear today's show and for those of you who are really growing hearing God's voice I want to encourage you we have our online mentoring platform which is five videos a week with online coaching where we wanna process your prophetic journey with you. We wanna hear about your prophetic journey, but we have people, myself, and then other people included who are releasing videos to you that are teaching questions and answers, mentoring, um, you know, theology, these kinds of things. Every week you're gonna get uh, over an hour and a half of content, sometimes even more, plus supplemental videos from on the road and other places. So I wanna encourage you to join our online platform. It's something that will really help support this Exploring the Prophetic podcast for you to join. And uh, just come check us out at bullsministries.com. You're going to love it. Also, we have one more promo before we get to our show. Stay tuned. Did you know we have a YouTube channel called Bulls Ministries? And on that YouTube channel, we have new content. It's a video show that comes out episodically every Monday called Your Prophetic Journey. And it's a lighthearted take on some really tough subjects like night terrors, interpreting dreams, signs and symbols, what to do when your kids are having nightmares, these kinds of things. We're going to tackle huge subjects and we're going to do it with you and it's already available there's already a lot of episodes on there you could watch it you could subscribe to it you could share it with your friends but come onto our youtube channel and join the conversation now about how you're growing in your prophetic journey share your stories and also hear ours i'm so excited about our show today on exploring the prophetic because i have daniel and viola mananta and you guys are from indonesia and you guys work in the entertainment yes. industry and you guys are influencers. I just love what I've seen on Instagram. We met through social media. We met because of yep. me going out to Indonesia. Yeah. But welcome. Thank Hello. you. Hi. Thank Hi, guys. You. Thank you for having us on your show. I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, Sean. Well, I love just how it's you, such an honor. you guys are people of faith, but you're doing things in a very intense industry, mostly entertainment industry that I'm referring to. But tell me what your lives look like right now. What over the last two years, what does your lives look like as far as what are you working on? What's what what's God doing? Right. So um okay, first thing first, I'm just I just want to say that uh we're both are very honored to be on the show. Um thank you so much again, Sean, to reach out um to my Instagram. Um, and it's, it's just out of this world that we are actually talking to you right now. You know, like we're, it's at 7 a.m. right now in Indonesia, it's 4 p.m. there in America, exactly. and yet here we are, right? It's crazy. So, um, you know, I've, uh, I used to work for MTV Indonesia, um, that was in 2003, and then, um, 
in 2006, uh, no, actually, sorry, 2008, um, you know, they chose me to become the host for Indonesian Idol um, until today. So That's this amazing. is actually my 11th year of doing it, um, Indonesian Idol. And uh, so when whenever people refer to me, they just say, oh, he's like the Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> exactly. Chinese version. <laughs> right? Chinese-Indonesian version. <laughs> the Chinese-Indonesian version of Ryan yeah. Seacrest. That's like the easiest, you know. Um, that would know, be like one of my and... dream jobs, just so you know. Like I would love, <laughs> I mean, because I love the talent. It's so fun to watch, like the crazy and the beautiful all at once. Yeah. It's yeah. so amazing. So that's yeah, quite a it's, job. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I, I actually really love it. Like just um, being in a journey of seeing someone from zero, from, um, you know, uh, we, we have we have people from uh, the son of a taxi driver, for example, or the son of a farmer, even. Wow. Um, a, a, a busker who became the winner, the idol, right? Uh, I mean, we've... we've I've I've seen all the ups and downs of what fame can can do to you. Uh, we had one guy who used to be a busker. Uh, he went around uh, basking around and trains and stuff, and then after that he uh, he became Indonesian Idol, and then he left his wife and his kid. Oh no! <laughs> um, you know, started dating like uh, a younger <laughs> girl and stuff oh. like that, and obviously now he's he's uh, you know Uber driving. <laughs> Um, it's it's just you know it's just sad, but yet I also see someone who's just being consistent, and until today, there you know he's he's super humble. Uh, he's not the first winner of Idol; he's actually the second winner, and now he's sitting as one of the judge for Indonesian Idol. Wow! You know, and it's 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 all that story that is just um, you know. Um, amazing it's just fantastic and uh i'm so honored to also still be working for indonesian idol um i but for the past two years um i was acting in this movie called a man called ahok it's about a chinese christian governor here in indonesia um in jakarta and uh, ethnic ethnic chinese ethnic chinese and he um it was a little bit of a controversy right because um they he ended up in prison yeah because you know i've met with uh, him and his family before and you know like so it's so amazing but yeah i ended up meeting with his sister first and then from from there with him oh yeah i know he's out of prison now so that's amazing you were you actually represented him in the movie yes yeah yeah it was yeah i was so proud of daniel playing that role (laughs) that was one of my proudest moments as a wife wife. that's amazing yeah not yeah. not even our, in our wedding day, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> it's all about performance. Um, because it was a risk. Because it was a risk. It was really a risk taking that role. Because um, by taking that role, Daniel takes on all the attributes of Ahok. And it, it was, yeah, it was not... Many people, I mean, many people would have not taken that role because they would have lost contracts with... Um, which I did um, yeah. uh, with some uh, commercials, for commercials, example. Commercials, wow. yeah, because the brand didn't want to be connected to Ahok. So the yeah. movie must have put him in somewhat of a good light because there's such a controversy over over his life. Right. And so, right. he, so it must so we have... So we had 1.5 million people watching the movie. And uh, today wow. we still have people from all over the world who's like just asking if they can still watch the movie, right? Um, but yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's just, a, an amazing phase of my life at that time as well. Uh, obviously it's all God's grace. 
Um, and then uh, I also produce a movie. It's called Susi Susanti, Love All. And it's based on the story of um, uh, a, a badminton Olympian. Oh, wow. she, uh, she was the first woman who ever won a gold medal for Indonesia in the Olympics. Oh, my gosh. And <clears throat> her story is just amazing. We... Um, you know, it, it was so inspiring because uh, again, it's it's all about love and and I guess like around three or four years ago, um, I found my purpose in life. Um, I f I found you know like why God made me into this world, which is to spread peace, love, and joy through entertainment. And uh, movies is definitely one of the platform that I feel I should I should yeah be involved in. Well, I love this because you guys are like LA people in a way. Because if you ask anybody who's in the entertainment <laughs> industry here, what do you do? They're like, I'm a clothing designer and I'm a, a movie producer and I'm an actor and I'm a host. Like, you guys literally are living the entertainment dream. Yeah, in that sense. actually, Daniel, Daniel has a clothing brand as well. Yeah, I know. I, I saw that in the bio. That's why I said it. I, I, I read it earlier. Um, Viola, how, yeah, what yeah. are you doing oh, in yeah. life? What is your life like right now? Um, so, I, I don't know if you know that we have two children. That's um, awesome. Our daughter is seven and our son is turning four soon. Oh. And so, I don't know, we got married um, eight years ago and I finished my studies um, in Germany. And then and then we, we had the first child straight away and then the second. And so I was basically staying at home most yeah. of the time. But right now, I don't know, like um, if Daniel wants to tell a story or last year... We had a, f um, a missionary coming to Jakarta or to our church. Mm -hmm. She happened to pray for me after I had like almost a breakdown on that day in church. Yeah. We were driving to church and I was like shouting at the kids and I had a really bad day. And so I arrived at church feeling like a complete failure as a mother. Mm -hmm. All of us can relate. Even during, worship, I was just, mm -hmm. during worship, I was just crying. <laughs> and then... Um, after the service, there was this person who was not from our church asking me if she could pray for me. Lina, yeah. Lina. Yeah. So she prayed for me. She spoke over me. She encouraged me so much as a mother, as a wife. And um, and then turns out I had met her. I, I just had this feeling I had met this person before. Um, and I had met her at Hillsong one and a half years before. She wow. was sitting next to me and she had a, a word from God for me. And it was just random it was yes. really random it was it was oh i just see you on, on a field of flowers and you're dancing and smiling and god is just so happy about you and i thought oh nice thank you you know um it was it was a cute word from god you know but nothing nothing life-changing yeah, nothing right? life-changing totally but so but so one and a half years later i sit in my own church in jakarta and there's this person asked me can I pray for you? And she, she's that person. And I, and I only saw her for like five minutes or fifteen minutes during Hillsong Conference, and that was it. And I just recognized her again because she was so outstanding, uh, a British, a British, um, British Indian with a really strong British accent wow. mm. in Sydney. I mean, yeah. yeah. So that was really funny. So she, she had a word for Daniel and me, which was that we were going to write a book together about our oh, marriage, wow. and that was. I think exactly a year ago. And she said we were going to write it in the next one and a half years. And after that, that got confirmed by so many other people who spoke words over us and were not connected to this person. And so 
it just became really clear that we're probably going to write a book. Wow. And so the idea formed and then then a person like and um a writer approached Daniel at some point and asked him, "Hey, um I'm writing books for people. Do you want to do you want to write a book with me? I can write it for you." <laughs> and Daniel said, "Oh, in fact, uh I, I actually would be interested, but not about me, but about my marriage. And wow. um, yeah, so one thing, uh, yeah, everything came together basically. And now we're writing this book mm. with that person. I, I'm writing my parts myself and Daniel's getting interviewed. So yeah, we're working on that right now, which is That's so pheno- really phenomenal for because us. I think like one of the things that I see God doing a lot of Christians who are in a place of influence is he's, he is giving them the courage to be vulnerable about real things like marriage and family mm-hmm. and struggles yeah. and these kinds of things. I feel like, you know, 20 years ago, if you were a Christian in any kind of industry and you said, I struggle with something like what you just said, about, I had a bad mom day. You know, if you say that, it would have been like, <laughs> you know, your head gets cut off and people are like, that's not a real Christian. But nowadays it's like people are looking <laughs> for, like we've diagnosed so much of what is, is fuels our faith is actually the struggle of real yeah. humanity with God and so that's so beautiful yeah. that that you guys would say yes to God first of all about a book about your marriage and then mm-hmm. second of all that you're so real and authentic because I think it's going to help. I mean I know the you know just in your genre of people that follow you millions of people are looking at your lives and then you have you know people who are going to be new to you from outside your country that are going to be looking at your lives. And that's a hard yeah. thing to do but it's also such a gift. I know you know the things that my wife and I have done that are we where we put ourselves out there vulnerably. It's actually given us so much more courage to say, you know what, we're going to be the most authentic, real we can, because we're human. Yeah, and it's actually mm, yeah, it, it feels safer than when you have to perform. You know, so I love that. That's yeah, right. Viola, I'm so glad. Yeah, it's um, you know, uh, there there is this thing, right? I don't know why there's this thing called seven years itch in marriage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if <laughs> so. Um, you know, and seven in in the Bible, it's uh. You know, it's a complete completion of something. And I, I believe that the first seven years of marriage, uh, once you get passed through that, it's like um, you just finish or are you just completing the foundation of your marriage? Wow. And um, that's probably like the credibility of why we're writing the book, because we kind of <laughs> passed the seven years. <laughs> you passed the finish line. Somehow. Yes, we have to. Yeah, exactly. We just passed um, our finish line. We're coming to our eighth in April, so we can relate. Oh, uh, Oh, wow. Cool! Congratulations! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's so hard. I mean, like, um, marriage is hard. Yes, marriage yeah. is tough. marriage is definitely yeah. hard. And yeah. and and that's it's it's completely right what you said. Like, our book is really about being vulnerable and being real about what marriage and raising kids is about. Mm-hmm. And and I hope that will give people hope mm. that even though it's a struggle that it's possible and 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 it's also possible when you have god on your side and especially then it's possible and there's there's hope that you can make it and that it's not just gonna break you apart and hurt you but Mm. that you can actually grow through it and and i also want to show how beautiful i mean what what god made marriage for is just so much more than people can imagine it's not just it's not to make you happy definitely Mm. (laughs) (laughs) it's so much more than that and and I want to put that into the book and really show people that it's worth it, but it, it's not easy. And oh. nobody should go into it 
That's so good. Thinking Sam. that it's easy. Absolutely. It's, it's like somebody somebody just said to us uh, this weekend, right? If you want to serve Jesus, then be single. If you want to become like Jesus, then get married. <laughs> that's, so that's genius. That is so genius. <laughs> yeah, and if you want to become like Jesus on the cross, have two kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to lay your life down completely. Totally. It's, it's true. Well, we're, we're doing a good job of exploring the prophetic already and just how God speaks to us and, and it kind of shapes our life. Kind of take me on the journey, Daniel, of some of the career. Um, how did you get into the entertainment industry? And then how did you, how did these opportunities come up? How much of it was your partnership with God? How much of it was just, it happened mm. because it was his will? Mm. So um, I've, I've been, I've been a, I guess I've been a good Catholic boy since, uh, you know, since I was born. Uh, my mom is a very devoted Catholic and, uh, you know, I go to church every week. Uh, um, I was, um what do you call it? Um, altar boy? Altar boy. Yes. I was oh, wow. an altar boy once. <laughs> yes. I am that Catholic, right? <laughs> um, you know, I go with my mom sometimes like at 6 a.m. to the Catholic service. You know, the mass. Uh, you know, even during weekdays, right? So there was one time, uh, this is this is after, this is after um, I became a VJ, uh, uh, sorry, I mean, uh, I, this is after I became um, a VJ on MTV and hosting for Indonesian Idol. Uh, I forgot which season it was, but sure. it was um, in 2012. Suddenly, I had what, what they call singer's note or nodule, or it's yeah. like a benign tumor yeah. in your focal cord. So um, this is like what Adele had as a singer or Whitney Houston or Sam Smith. Like basically all the... Like you can't the, sing, the you can't talk. There, you have to be quiet. Because like you lose your voice, correct. Wow. So you have to be quiet for a few months. And um, I had that because I screamed too much. I used the wrong technique in mm. um, hosting. And, um, you know, so I lost my voice for, I think, around a month or so. Uh, well, a month. And, and then I went to the doctor. Doctor said, let's get it operated. So I did. Um, and he said, you know, within a week, voice will go back. It's fine. No problem. And after a week, my voice hasn't come back. So that, that time I remember not that, not only that I lost my voice, but I also lost my identity as a famous presenter that break me apart. I went through like sort of like a depression. Um, yeah. I was scared. Um, Viola was, uh, I think, uh, Viola just gave birth, so we only had Mila, uh, our first daughter. She's only, um, I think, a few months old. Um, so as a father, I was really just, you know, constant battling these anxieties that I had to face every day. So then I started, you know, looking for God. You know, yeah. <laughs> obviously, when you're when when your influence that you've built so far cannot help you anymore, when the money that you saved cannot help you when your parents, the people who love you cannot help you uh, pretty much uh, you, when your fame and influence cannot help you as well, you really, you know, you only have God to help you basically. And, and that's what I did. I, you know, I started looking for God and, and turns out uh, I found uh, this revelation. Uh, you know, uh, I have, I have someone who prayed for me and then, and then when he prayed for me, he asked me if I should forgive anyone. So so then I did. I <laughs> I couldn't think of anyone. So I just, you know, I just like, man, I, I didn't really have a good relationship with this guy. So I'll just forgive that guy, right? Um, it's just a random picture in yeah. my head. But like, 
you know but then i started crying for some for no uh, reason and and he uh, he prayed for me in tongues and it was really weird because it was the first experience that i had with tongues yeah um you know in in catholic we don't really do that stuff but uh, this guy he's a evangelist um charismatic catholic benjamin ratu and and then so he he started to pray for me and uh, after he finished praying for me it i was still you know, my voice uh, didn't return yet, but then I went to my car, and in the car, that was the first time I heard God spoke to me. Like, I, I think wow. the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And, um, you know, I still remember it until today. It, um, he said, like, um, you're already in the process of healing. <laughs> wow. Basically, it's like that. Like, you know, that must have been so I encouraging. That, like, it's so changing. It's very encouraging because, like, then for, you know, just no reason at all suddenly i have this blind faith knowing that yeah. i will be healed because i'm already in the process of healing and uh and then my mom called me said like how was it i said you know my voice is still not back yet and my mom's like oh so what are you gonna do and i said i told my mom it's okay no problem it's gonna go it's gonna come back how do you know i don't know but i just know Right. And that's that's the thing that is so like, you know, and then um, and th I think that's when I started journeying with God, uh, wow. because uh, ever since then, I um, my heart just longs for God. And this is the big revelation. Turns out for the past 30 years of my life, um, I go to church every day, you know, uh, um, ticking those absentees, you know, oh, I'm a good boy because I go to church every Sunday, uh, even though my head is all over the place, you know, uh, sure. what's, what am I going to have for lunch and stuff like that. <laughs> but the, the big revelation is like, turns out there, there are two gods in this world. Um, you know, the God that created the humans, uh, because you know, the God that is so full of love, uh, peace and joy, the God that just found joy in humans, basically. And, uh, the second God is the God that is created by the humans and mm. these are uh, this this is the god that that is just full of um ju judgmental condemnation and just purely and and punishing and stuff like that yeah. and the, for the past 30 years of my life before that i've been worshiping the version of the god that's been created by my mom mm. right um you know it's like daniel if you don't do this then god will be angry with you if you don't finish your food then you will go to hell <laughs> oh, stuff man. like that you yeah. know like yeah. you know i mean we i mean it's it's probably the easiest way to get your kids to obey you <laughs> just 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 hey, put fear, and control in mix, right? fear and control works fear and control works big time <laughs> <laughs> right so so then ever since then and the, since I started the journey with God, I finally found a God that is just so in love with humans. Um, wow. The God that is so in love with me that, that he loves me so much that he sent Jesus to the cross to die for me. And uh, when, I, when, I, when it finally hit me, man, I just cannot stop crying. And the, the weird thing is it hits me when I was on a treadmill in the gym <laughs> and I just can't stop crying uh, <laughs> while so running, awesome. you know, it's, it's, oh, it's, yeah. yeah. So, but that, that's like, ever since then, um, uh, you know, we have prophets coming to our place and, um, you know, Lion and Emmanuel, we have Jervis and Stacy. Yeah, they, they, wow. and, and, yeah, like, like uh, that Stacey, was especially yeah, Stacey Campbell the last, came the last and, three years, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It, wow. it is really strange how um, we had prophetic people starting to come to our house 
randomly like we didn't even invite them and it just, it just <laughs> happens that they show up that's amazing um, you texted yeah you texted i texted me. i know i'm not like, you know right? just so, let me tell that story real fast for the podcast is that i randomly <laughs> saw these guys on instagram and i've never done this in the history of my life i reached out to them spontaneously and said i feel like god told me i'm supposed to invite you to be on this podcast i don't even know if you know about it but i would really love oh, if you wow. would come on this podcast with me and I knew they were wow. Christians. I knew you guys were Christians. And so those who are listening, yeah. like prophets really are pursuing them. <laughs> so, but by, yeah, so, Viola, tell me about your, your side yeah. of this as far as like Daniel's going through this kind of transformation. Tell me your side of what was happening with you. So, it, yeah, when, when Daniel was going through that, that season of um, losing his identity and um, I was becoming a mom and... I was actually really good. <laughs> he kept the struggle really well to himself. I, I guess we weren't that close yet, you know, in our first year of marriage. Sure. And so I didn't see a lot of the struggle that he went through and he just kept it buried and didn't really share it much. For me, my personal struggle was that I found myself with the perfect child, the perfect husband, the perfect house, cars, helper, driver, a wardrobe full of beautiful clothes. And I had a business with friends and I achieved everything I wanted to achieve in my life with like 27 years. Wow. And I, and I found myself so empty. And even though my husband was loving and I loved my child, I just felt like it was not fulfilling me at all. I, I, I just, I felt like, oh, now it's the time to be grateful. And I just couldn't find gratefulness in me. And it made me feel guilty that I couldn't be grateful. And I just, and I felt so disconnected to myself. It's really hard to describe this feeling now because I haven't felt like that for many years now after finding Jesus. But back then it was like I was watching my life from the outside sometimes and I just felt like I wasn't really in myself. And I tried yoga and I was distracting myself with reading lots of books mm -hmm. and I just got busy and it just didn't do anything. And then Daniel started this journey of you know, becoming more spiritual and... And we listen to Andy Stanley together, right? We listen together, to right? Your Move by Andy Stanley. Oh, wow. Yeah, all the time, like on, on the treadmill. <laughs> and we were talking about it <laughs> mm. because it was just, it was really relevant and it was helping us have a better life. Mm. Even though we weren't, it wasn't all about God yet. It was just about us, basically. It was about how can we have a better life, right? Yeah. And, and that brought us to to look for a church where we would hear that kind of stuff on Sundays. So we would be filled on Sundays with, with uh, inspiring, inspiring things to keep us going through the week. So mm. we found, we found a church, but um, I remember I was, I was so distant to people because I was just so afraid of those hypocrite Christians yeah. <laughs> that yeah. I, that I got exposed to as a child in church. And that's why I didn't go to church for the longest time. And wow. um, I was just so afraid. Um, opening up to people and so I would just we would walk into church late and if we didn't like the speaker we would just stand up and, and leave yeah. <laughs> like, no point let's just have lunch let's yeah. not waste time anymore like, That's amazing. yeah but, but but God is so good you know like he really he really got us there like I I remember I could not sing along with the worship mm. for some reason even though I wanted to but I always felt like I had this lump in my throat and if I would try to sing I, I wouldn't be really able to sing. I would just cry. And mm. so I think for a year, I just didn't, I didn't sing at worship. I would just wow. stand and listen because I couldn't handle it. And I didn't know what it was because I had this, 
guard. I, I don't know. I, I, I always thought I had to control everything, my emotions. Maybe it's my German, my German side. I don't know. I was just very controlled. And one day I thought, why am I so concerned about crying? Why, why does it matter mm. so much that people see me cry? I can just bring tissues and, you know, and cry. And so I did that. Mm. And it was like something breaking in me, wow. me crying, singing. And then every Sunday during worship, I would just bring, <laughs> I would just bring tissues <laughs> and so cry. Sweet. And that went on forever for a really long time, but it really did something in me. And, yeah. you know, um, it made me softer. It made me able to open up to people. It made me, made me more real. Mm. It, it made me kind again. I could yeah. be nice to people and, and accept kindness from others. And I could, get in touch with my emotions again and so I started feeling myself myself again and I I started feeling full mm. that that vacuum that was inside of me before that I just couldn't fill and nothing filled um it started to feel full and and that was a process a really slow one I think I cannot tell a moment when that happened it was just God slowly pulling me to himself I wasn't even looking for him he was just he was looking for me and he pulled me closer and closer and filled me and made me a whole person and ever since then it's been this beautiful journey with Jesus and wow. the, mm. and a and a love that he filled into me that I can share with others and I and I don't just circle around myself anymore I just I have so much left for others and and our life has become so much bigger and so much better and yeah I never felt that yeah. ever since I, yeah. and Viola Viola is like the uh, the prophet in the family right yeah I can <laughs> feel that you and can feel it on her right right and and I think her purpose her mission is um, to grow girls into women wow the Indonesian girls into women yeah I, I like God has put that into my heart last year actually that mm. he said to me at one point grow my girls into women because wow. I studied I studied culture Mm. And but that was so long ago. I never thought I'm going to use that really. I studied Indonesian culture, and mm. and now living here for 13 years, I had, I just see where culture can be so, so painful and destructive, and mm. um, and and ruining families. And that's not the point of culture. I think I think culture should be making families better. And I just see that, I just see that problem because I'm half half in and half out you know i'm german mm -hmm. but also i've lived here for so long and i'm yeah. married to a chinese indonesian so i and i have lots of friends who are indonesian and i just see so much pain in families and and i see so many women that should be women but they still act like girls because that's the way they've been brought up and and i have such a heart for them it breaks my heart really and and god keeps sending so many women to me that I that I can feel and encourage and, and give perspective. And I feel like, yeah, that's what he has put into my heart to to reach out to them. And I think the book that we're writing is also aiming at, at these girls, at these women. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and changing well, culture hopefully. And tell me this because I, I think I think of course people are gonna be naturally drawn to you guys because of Daniel's platform and because of who you are in the spirit, who you guys just are. Mm. Um tell me like has has it been in this faith journey, has it been influencing to other people in the entertainment industry or has it been like more like you guys are just growing in one vein, you're growing in God and another vein, your, your entertainment career is growing. Have, have they intersected much? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you, you mean like to other, <coughs> yeah, other entertainers, entertainers. Are starting to lean into you guys and do you feel like they're 
do you feel like your your voice as a Christian is respected in the in the sense of the greater outside world? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like I we have um, other celebrities who are Muslims, and they they come to us when they have problems, and we're not trying to Christianize them. Obviously, yeah. we're yeah, we're, yeah. we're obviously we're just no. like uh, giving them like our. Uh, point of view and of course and god's love basically. and god's yeah. love uh, yeah. to towards them and um sometimes you know we we just pray and uh viola can give the word to them as well and um or you uh, only <laughs> don't be so humble <laughs> <laughs> um so you know i i'm just we're, we're so grateful because the thing is i do feel that we have a certain influence um especially with uh, how long i've been in the entertainment, people kind of have this, you know, oh, Daniel is the senior presenter. And yeah. um, I could reach out to other celebrities easier. Um, and they would listen to me because I do have that influence. And and that's and that's the reason why why I do believe that, you know, when when God wants to impact a certain sphere, uh, he you know and you you're you're trusted with the small things you he will just lift you up to just yeah. um, expand such uh, a good your word. influence your circle of influence so you know bigger and bigger and bigger uh yeah and it's yeah. you know i never thought i'm gonna be able to produce a movie even you know that it's something i've never studied i never learned yeah. it but then uh during the journey god just kept sending people and people and people um to help me out with this and uh, when the movie came out, it's uh, the reviews were raving reviews. It was really good. People were really enjoying. Uh, they came out of the theater loving Indonesia more. Um, so yeah, awesome. the people who watched it, they many of them actually watched it twice. Yeah, and, and I I still remember going to this party with Daniel, and someone um, really influential came up to Daniel and said, "Thank you, thank you wow. for making this movie for this for this country." Yeah, and I was like, I was so proud. <laughs> I was so proud that of Daniel so at that profound. moment. I, I'm so proud of you at this moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, I think that's the I power of these platforms is that God is like uh, the fact that you can impart nationalism. You know, where people start to understand yeah. a vision for their country and they don't always understand why, but they are starting to yeah. capture. I mean, God from the beginning of time created. He He had Indonesia in His heart from the beginning of time. And so the fact that you yeah, can yeah. help restore people's hope and faith, like that goes miles yeah. in, in the kingdom. And I think a lot of times we look past, yeah. uh, especially entertainment industry, we look past the influence of what God does. But in one day, you could say something on your social media that gets seen by millions of people because of the place that yeah. God's raised you up to. And, and, it, and it can change culture faster than 5,000 churches having all their pastors tweet out who don't have the same impact and same influence. And mm-hmm. so I'm so encouraged that God trusted you with that. And you, you're a beautiful couple. You, and I can't believe we're Thank already at you. the end of this podcast. I'm like not done yet. I need to ask you more questions. So we'll have to have a no part way. two. Oh, we, I haven't given you like the, the, the <laughs> core ones. <laughs> I know. I know. We have to do a part two for sure because you guys are amazing. And, uh, but yeah. how do people follow you on social media if they want to follow your career and follow what you're doing? Sure, they can follow me on at uh, Fiji Daniel. Um, I still haven't moved on from from MTV yeah. Fiji. I guess <laughs> that's part of the identity. <laughs> so at Fiji Daniel, that's on Instagram and Twitter. Perfect. Or Daniel Mananta on Facebook and uh, Viola. Uh, um, mine is at Lola Jin, L O L A G I N. Yeah. 
So I want to encourage everybody to follow these guys, especially as the marriage book comes out. Make sure to do it in English too, because we want to read it. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, thanks for being on today. Thank you you for giving us a part of your life and just your story. Sean, thank thank you so so much. much. Such an honor again to be here. Thank you. One of my favorite questions I get as someone who people tend to see as a prophetic person or a ministry leader is, will you mentor me? And I love this question and I haven't been able to do much with it for all these years because I've been teaching, writing books, these kinds of things, but the one-on-one is the hardest part. There's just not enough time, especially for the thousands of requests we've gotten. Well, we came up with a solution called the Translating God Mentoring Platform. And this is a platform where there's five videos a week along with an online coach who's gonna answer your questions and you will have question and answer videos, teaching videos, mentoring other people videos where we're doing mentoring conversations. There's videos from other prophetic ministers and some you'll know really, really well who are sharing prophetic testimonies and stories of what works for them. You don't wanna miss being a part of this community that's growing online because just subscribing monthly, you're gonna get all these videos every week into your mailbox and I know it's going to change your life as you have someone to process your prophetic journey with you and have these mentoring conversations with. Okay, come join us at bowlsministries.com and click on mentoring. You're going to love it. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bowles. I want to encourage you to stay involved with us. Continue the conversation online by going to our Facebook page. Sean Bowles is our Facebook public address. Also, you can visit us at www.bowlsministries.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe to it. It's Exploring the Prophetic with Sean Bowles.